the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the top row report. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Uh, joining me today is my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Dr. Greg. Greg, welcome. What's up, Chip? Uh, also, is two members, DJ and the little Nugster guys, welcome. Hello. And also, our live, our live special guest. Glad to have him on today for our 300th episode. He is one of the best independent ring announcers in pro wrestling today, Mr. Matt Decor. Matt, welcome. Hello, everybody. Good wait, to be back. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say... Did you say one of the best? I, I, I mean, I say the best. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, I never thought, um, I never thought it would get to 300 episodes. It's just, uh, well, that's, that's just, you know, just that's just, people un- say that they, that's just on talk show, though. We were doing episodes well before yeah. that. Yeah, you were doing episodes on YouTube oh, yeah. and stuff like yep. that. Yeah, I remember, you know, the old days, I mean, at first yep. we were doing them, you know, on that little shitty old tablet that I had in, in my spare bedroom upstairs at the house. Yeah. You know, and then, then when we evolved to uh, one of our sponsors at the time, um, he had a little studio in his office, and we were recording there, and he had little graphics, guys were dancing behind us, and, you know, was, you know to, to now 300 episodes here in Talk Show. Froze. Yep. I heard my name. <laughs> That's one of the things, you 
know, we like that. So. Uh, well, Matt, uh, let everybody out there know, DJ, Little Nug, Greg, you know, let, let them know a little bit about you, you know, how you got into the ring announcing and what's your best part of it and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'll just, I'll, I'll make it as brief as possible because I know we got a lot to get to today. So, uh, basically to start, you know, I got my start at uh, Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling down in East Haven. Uh, I started doing commentary with uh, Big Daddy, the Guardian of Chaos, who was uh, you know one of my mentors, good friend, and uh, it just kind of just evolved from there as they needed help, and uh, I started you know doing more commentary. Then I became the backup ring announcer, then full time ring announcer, and and people like uh, Mr. Trivia and the Nuxer Greg always had my back and always supported me and. That kind of grew, and I started working other places. Uh, Test of Strength, also based out of Connecticut. Uh, been there for a while. It's been a great time. <clears throat> Shut up and wrestle up in Massachusetts. I started doing that from their first event. Unfortunately, because of this whole wonderful COVID situation, they haven't ran since March. But, uh, you know, they've got a great thing up there, and I hope it comes back soon because they were really growing something really nice up there. And uh, speaking of a promotion that's been growing and building a nice product, uh, this year I started <clears throat> working with uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears Wrestling. Um, another, you know, upstart promotion, but still, like, they, 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 they're, they're growing something real nice, and I'm very happy to be a part of it. Uh, I filled in once at uh, Thursday Night Throwdown this year at, at uh, the XWA Event Center up in Rhode Island. And fingers crossed, if everything goes according to plan, I'm going to be doing that uh, again this coming Thursday, the 12th. So, you know, again, everything's kind of touch and go right now with, you know, the, the situation going on. But uh, I'm hoping that holds up because, unfortunately, the stuff in Connecticut didn't. So right. it is what it is. But uh, it's it's been a really good year. You know, my goal was to, you know, 2020, as my, as my slogan was, see more match court in more places. And... Even though there was a gap of a few months where I didn't have much, I still got to, you know, experience a few new promotions, and I believe I worked with three more this year, so I was working for three last year, three more this year, I doubled it technically, so uh -huh. baby steps, so yeah. it's, uh, you know, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, and, you know, it hasn't all been that bad, so it's, and it's been a fun time, and and, you know, me, I'm usually quiet and reserved. And, you know, being a ring announcer, I get to go in front of people and yell a bunch of wrestlers' names, make them sound real good. I get to pretend like I'm Bruce Buffer or Howard Pinkle. And, <laughs> hey, it's, it's a fun time. I love it. I'm going to keep on doing it until I start sucking. So. <laughs> well, we, we, we won't stop pushing you until you are the main ring announcer for WrestleMania 50. So... I appreciate yep. that, guys, and, you know, you guys have been, as I said before, two of my biggest supporters since I started doing this, and, again, very happy to join you guys for this episode today, so. Well, we're very, we're very happy and honored to have you. Triv, if you were, Triv, if you were any closer, I'd be able to pick your nose from here. You are so close. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I can't say it's one thing. Um, 
I mean, I, I don't go back as far as, you know, wrestling fan as yourself, Trib. Um, you know, I, I probably caught on and really started watching it faithfully. Probably, you know, WrestleMania 4 or 5, right around there. Um, you know, the late 80s into the 90s. Uh, I remember the first big party I had for WrestleMania was WrestleMania 10. Um, I had a big to-do at my at my apartment, and they were showing all the, the WrestleManias 1 through 9 beforehand. Um, little two-hour-long episodes. So I've always been on the fan side. Um, but doing this podcast podcast um, has really, really been able to open my eyes up to the other side um, to realize that there are you know people like Matt. Yeah, he he's a ring announcer, but you know what? He's also got a full time job that that he does. Um, wrestlers aren't just the characters that they are. Um, I've never met him, but I'm pretty sure the boogeyman doesn't always eat worms every day, every hour of every minute. So it's really opened up the other side of the business, which has piqued my interest in wrestling even more. Yeah. Well, I remember one real important episode that we did, Greg, um, about a year or two back, I believe it was. When we did our SummerSlam prediction show, or preview, at Hooters. Oh, I think he froze again. Ah. Yep. Ah, trivia, trivia, trivia. You mentioned Hooters and the internet said no. (laughs) His internet internet censored him. Mike, you know, Mike, uh, Mike, been a guest on the show. You, Mike, you totally froze. What's that? You said the word Hooters and you froze 100% on wow. our end. <laughs> well, how about now? Well, yeah, obviously now you're unfrozen because I'm able to talk to you. No, I said, I said, you know, when, when we did our show at Hooters and we had Joseph Von Schmidt on. Mm-hmm. Joined us live at, at Hooters. That was, that was a big episode. That was an important episode for us because it, it went really well. And, um, you know, there's been quite a few um, guests that we've had on the show, Greg. I mean, we've had former WWF wrestlers like Terry Horwitz and Tugboat, Coco Beware. Um, I can't remember if you were around for the Coco Beware episode. That we had. No. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty good, you know, roller coaster ride. I mean, sometimes you can't stand to schedule shows that don't get to happen. And, you know, then we have to reschedule them again. And, you know, and now DJ and Little Nug, they joined us. And that puts a, that puts a different perspective on the prediction shows because not everybody looks at the matches the same way as you know everybody else does you know like Greg said he he doesn't go back as, uh, as far in wrestling as I do I mean I remember Chief J Strongbow and Ivan Putski Ken Patera well, I, I remember all them but I just I didn't watch it every time it was on yeah um, and then once we started getting into the indie scene you know we've been able to go and see 
independent wrestling, which is, you know, where they all get their start, basically. Because like we said in the past, you know, John Cena didn't get his didn't get his start just walking into WWE and say, here I am, I want to be a wrestler. No, he had to pay his dues like everybody else did. Um, and while I'm thinking about it now, I don't want to get, I don't want to forget this. 10.30 this morning, we're getting a call from PAPW's um, Alley Fights champion, Flash Waller, will be joining us. And then at 10.50, after he calls, we're going to be getting a call live on the line from former WWF wrestler Duke the Dumpster Drosny. Uh, we'll be joining us for our 300th episode. And I just received word that there's another wrestler that I mentioned earlier um, that has expressed interest in being a guest on our podcast, and that's one Princess Victoria has uh, expressed interest in Whoop, there he goes again. Being on the show, she Whoop, said she wasn't. Oh. Uh, like to have her on, so. Yeah, yeah so we're broadcasting today on TalkQ.com. We are also on 1640 PWPR Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio and Anchor. And, um, DJ and Little, little Love, what, um, what do you guys like the best about being on the uh, on the show on the podcast? I mean, you know, you guys join us for the prediction show, and once in a while, you know, we bring you guys on. Froze again. Well, why don't you guys go first? Nope, guess not. You can, you can you can go first, DJ. All right. Um, I the big thing for me is Rock, that, paper, I like that, I, that I actually have people to talk wrestling with. I have. Uh, and knowledgeable people to talk wrestling with. Um, you know, for a long time, it was basically just me watching wrestling and learning, you know, learning what I had to learn and <coughs> love it. But it's cool to have you guys, you know, to be a part of this is it, really awesome. So uh, it's definitely having having you guys there to talk wrestling with. Joe? Um, well, I've been watching wrestling, I think, with you, Dad, um, I want to say, what, like 2000? Probably around there. And uh, I, I don't strictly remember a lot of stuff, but I do remember watching it. Um, and being a part of the prediction uh, show, I think, well, like two, two years ago, maybe, I think I started. I don't remember, but um, it, it's actually pretty interesting. Um, I don't really have many friends that watch wrestling, so I don't really get to talk wrestling quite a bit. But the only time I do is with all of you guys, so it's actually pretty cool. And with the prediction show, it's really interesting hearing everybody's picks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, There's uh, that's always been the interesting part. Greg, I don't think anybody's ever won three yeah, back back in the day, back in the day of the uh, the thunderous one and T Black. So, I mean, really, it was just a, a two man, you know, prediction thing. It was just me yeah. and you, and then the also rans. I had a, I had one of these times. We'll have to have an interview. Set, we'll have a um, a prediction. 
go have Matt join us and see how he does on his predictions with WWE on a pay-per-view. <laughs> my my, my fantasy booking record has not been very good, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I would love to try and write that ship, though. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, um, it's quite interesting. I mean, you know, Greg is the one that puts the match. Uh, I mean, we have the matches that are set for the pay-per-view. You know, Greg puts them up in a certain order, and we make the picks, and we we make picks on who we think is going to win, how they're going to get the win, um, who's going to get the win. It depends on what match it is. You know, like for the Survivor Series, I know he's going to come up with some crazy bonuses. And last year's last year's Survivor Series was, you know. There's five on five, so you want to pick the five people that are going to be left, who's going to get eliminated in what order, mm-hmm. and who's the last one standing. And it, it, it's pretty tough. If you get all those right, you need to be on the right team for WWE. Yeah, yeah. I think at some point last year, I don't remember if it was after, I think it was before Survivor Series, we did our own Survivor Series team picks. Yeah. Oh, I remember we did that. Yep, yeah, we, we've done that. We, you know, me and Triv have done, you know, build your own WrestleMania cards. So. Oh, yeah, we've done our, uh, our year-end reviews with you guys. DJ and uh, Little Nug have been out for our year-end review shows and our award shows. So, uh, it's just been, it's just been something that, you know, I've always been, a huge wrestling fan. I remember back in the day, WWOR TV Channel 9 at 12 midnight, where they had superstar Billy Graham against Dusty Rhodes like 15 times. And kind of reminds me back in the day when they had Macho Man Savage against Hulk Hogan. Every single week on TV, you would see that match. Well, I mean, the rosters back, back then, then the rosters back then were one-eighth of what they are now. I mean, you didn't have all these different, you know, talent. I mean, you know, guys that were on the roster back then like they do now. I mean, they pull stuff out of their derriere left and right to, to put matches together. Right. So, uh, so Matt, what, um, what first interested you in wrestling and... What are some of the big-name wrestlers that you had the privilege of introducing on some cards? Well, uh, well, to start off, you know, I first, you know, was interested in wrestling back in the day. Uh, it's actually kind of funny. Halloween was last weekend, and my first experience was uh, I was still in, like, middle school, I think. And one of my, there was a Halloween party or something like that. And one of my friends had a face paint, a, tank, a black tank top, and a baseball bat. And I said... What are you supposed to be? And he said, I'm Sting. And I said, what's a Sting? And so, uh, lo and behold, I, I, I threw on WCW one night and I saw what a Sting was. And um, and just kind of snowballed from there. You know, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, The Rock. Um, and I have to admit, you know, back in the day when I was a kid, Goldberg was one of my big favorites too. Um, so, and... It was the Attitude Era, tail end of the Monday Night Wars, and, you know, having experienced that as a kid, that must be why I'm a little screwed up nowadays as an adult. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, no, yeah, and I've always, on and off, I've always been a wrestling fan ever since then. 
Um, as far as uh, names that I've had uh, to introduce, um, through PAPW, uh, Pat saw Jim Duggan wrestled one time. I did not introduce him, but I was on commentary for the match. So that was a pretty cool experience. Uh, people that I have actually introduced um, are some guys that are getting a shot in some, uh, some bigger promotions now. Like uh, at Test of Strength, I worked with uh, Brian Pillman Jr., who has since gone on to uh, be involved in MLW and uh, AEW. Um, I also um, have gotten a chance to work with uh, Platinum Max Caster, who is now signed to AEW. Um, and uh, another person that I've got, and the, the, there's people all over, like Richard Holiday is one. He's making a huge name for himself. I've had the pleasure of working with him at PAPW and some other places as well. Um, who else? Uh, Dame Smith, uh, he, he uh, was on NXT TV at one point. Um, so he's a PAPW frequently. We we have him there, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of good names that uh, mostly up and comers that I've had the, uh, the privilege of working alongside and then seeing them blossom and their career grow. And you know, knock on wood, hopefully I can follow alongside of them one day. So <laughs> that's the goal. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Joe or uh, DJ, yeah, do yeah, either. Uh, Either you, Joe, or DJ have a, a question no, no. off from that? Not off the top of my head. <laughs> I'd have to think. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Well, that's all right. That could take, take the rest of the show. Yeah, it probably will. <laughs> a question off of what he said? Um, well, it all sounds awesome and interesting. I wish I, you know could have took some route like that. Um, what? I don't even know how to say it. Um, how often does it do, do, are you in the ring? Put it that way. That's the simplest way I could say it. You know, it's, it really depends. Um, pre, pre COVID era, it sounds crazy to say that, but pre COVID era, I would have, um, I, I started, like I said, I was working for mainly three places at the time, PAPW, Test of Strength, Shut Up and Wrestle, and uh, every, I would have pretty much one event at least, like, let's say there were four weekends in the month, I would have at least one event at, at least three of those weekends, so um, it was pretty consistent, and then, obviously, the, we took... Um, uh, all the promotions took a hiatus from about the end of March or mid-March up until I want to say August um, just because of the whole situation um, but then once things kicked up like for instance uh, I, was, I was telling everybody from the end of September until pretty much the end of October the week before Halloween I was I had at least one event and sometimes in a couple cases two events every weekend they were really trying to squeeze as many as they could in while they still could have so i was i was getting a lot of work in which was, which was both great but at the same time like Gunster said i also i also have a uh, monday through friday which is you know i work in construction administration there so we have a lot of projects going on which again is a good thing but um but at the, at the same time, it's like you're juggling a whole bunch of things, and it was a little stressful. But, yeah, no, I, I try and, in a perfect world, if I could get at least one event every weekend, you know, that would be that would be pretty ideal. And a lot of times it works out like that, but, you know, with what's going on right now, it's, it's a little touch and go. 
Um, when things come back full force, you know, again, like a, every weekend would probably be my choice. And if it's more than that, if it's two per weekend, that's that's even better. So just keep on, you know, seeing. Just, we're just going to see how it goes and uh, try and get that goal. Awesome. Do you have any aspirations doing more in wrestling? I mean, I'm not maybe becoming a full-time wrestler or anything, but, you know, a- anything other than just the ring announcing? Yeah, well, like I said, I have experience doing the commentary, and, um, and you know, that's always an option. You know, I'd love to get back into that or do that in addition to. Um, I, I need to... I will say I do need to touch up my interview skills a little bit. You know, sometimes I'm not sure what question to ask or anything like that. So that would be a good fun avenue, but I admit, you know, I probably need to brush up and, you know, do a little more practice on that front. Um, well, don't don't well, take I, it personally. I don't I don't know about becoming a backstage interview person because you don't have the butt or the long legs that you need to have to be a backstage, you know, interview person on, on the big level. I, I've always been told I have the taste for radio too. So, um, uh, but uh, but one thing I actually do um, would like to do at some point is, uh, I, as you all know and can tell, I'm a big wrestling fan. But I'm also as big uh, a fan of mixed martial arts. And one thing that I would really like to do is at least one time in my life, even if it's just a regional or an amateur event, I would like to be a, a, a ring cage, whatever you want to call it, announcer for MMA. That's a big thing that I would really love to cross off my bucket list. That would be one. cool. That would be cool. Okay, guys, uh, we just received a, a phone call here on our 300th episode from the new PAPW Alley Fight Champion, and now the new Blood, Sweat, and Tears Champion, Mr. Dustin Flash Waller. Flash, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, it's a pleasure. We're here with on our 300th episode with the co-host, Melchior Greg, our two new members, our two members of the Top Rope Report, DJ and Little Nub, and the guy you know very well, our favorite ring announcer, Mr. Matt Decourt. We're all here. Something and hard work pays off. 
the reward is going to be there. I I wasn't happy at all. I was I wasn't happy at all. I was pissed because I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's um yeah that's true. I mean we we were there to to witness the first, but you know maybe who knows, Greg? Maybe someday we might be there when uh his main event in WrestleMania or something. Oh my God! You you never know. You never know. Who yep. knows? Uh. DJ and uh, Little Dog, you guys have any questions for the champ? Because I want to get to him about his BST match, which I know was a very, very important match for him. I have no questions. You guys got any questions? Nothing right now. DJ? I don't have Nothing right now. Okay. I want to hear about the 60 man mint, you know, the 60 man Iron Man match. I mean, I kind of know the backstory, you know, how it got to it, but, you know, tell, tell us a little bit more about that match. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the situation about what's went here at this match was that was not a pretty match. We're supposed to have this match last year. And, you know, we were supposed to get and it just went up in the air, and that's what really happened. And it was just back with a roar, and we just ran show. We got the big lead of the Park City Showdown, and I think it really hit me that the match was going to happen. Right before I walked out of the country, I'm just like, oh, my God. We got 60 minutes on the clock, like, it's going to be crazy. And then eventually, when the court had myself, Lucas, basically, you know, on the road, right in front of the board, you know, I was going to be wow. This is going to be insane. It was, it was definitely a pretty surreal moment because, again, like, let me remind you, this was not even a week after I signed up on the for a ladder match. So, never been in before. And then, in an Iron Man match, it was just a crazy two week insane. Yep. I, I mean, I remember seeing um, the match that you were in with. Um, Lucas Chase, I was watching it the first time, like I told Matt, it kept cutting out, so I just turned it off and was unable to watch it. But then I got a chance to see it again, and you've got to be in tremendous physical condition to do a 60-man Ironman match. Um, how, how well, you do cardio quite a bit anyway, right, Flash? Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. but you had to step it up a little bit for this match, huh? 100%. I was definitely going a lot crazier. Right? Because, you know, the cardio was definitely going to keep up. Even when, I think, when I got the first ball, even when that happened, watching it back, the guy's face was out. I got the win. Yeah. I got however many more to go. Absolutely. Let's put it to the guy that was there, that was actually the ring announcer for that match. I mean, Matt, what, what, you, what was your feeling, and what was it like to um, ring announce a match of that magnitude? Because it was a huge match, because Lucas Case and Flash Waller, they, at one point they made it personal. And it was, it was something that was long overdue, and... No, we've had both of them on the show, so give us your take on what it was like to do that match. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's, it was an incredible feeling. Uh, lots of different thoughts going through my head at the time. Um, you know, Flash mentioned when they came together for the final face-off, and, you know, you could cut the tension with a knife. It was so thick at that point. And the match was, there was a lot going on. There was some moments where it was just brutal moves. Uh, Brett Bill got involved. That clip went viral, and he was flipping out, and... You know, you have to wonder because the Flash mentioned, you know, the week before that he won his first championship in a ladder match, which is, you know, there was a lot of crazy things that happened in that match too. So you have to wonder what his, both his physical and mental state was like, you know, before that, you know, especially with a guy that's not only physically intimidating, but mentally intimidating as well, like Lucas Chase. So, but it was a great, it was a tremendous match. You know, I was very proud, very happy to be a part of it. And another thing I want to mention really quick, too, kind of going along what I was talking about before, you know, before Flash got on the phone was, uh, you know, working alongside people and seeing them grow and evolve. And, you know, I remember, I don't know if I ring announced it. I don't know if I, if I did it at the time, but I remember definitely being there for Flash's first match at, the, at an alley fight. And then to see him, you know, grow and evolve to be to winning two different championships in back-to-back on two weekends, and that was an amazing moment. And he mentioned not only himself, but, you know, Kylon King, the Haven. The Haven have been PAPW Tag Team Champions before. Kylon King just became the Firebrand Champion of the Thursday Night Throwdown. Like, it, it's been so much fun and a privilege for me to be able to, you know, see these guys, you know, start, start out and then just watch them grow and evolve. It's been so cool. So much fun, and the sky's the limit for for a lot of these guys. So, absolutely, Greg. Anything for Flash? Well, actually, I've got kind of a question for for both of them. Um, and now, growing up, starting in PAPW, how do you branch out to being in the other organizations? I mean, are you basically just like going to an event and kind of trying to pull a promoter aside and say, here, you know, here's a demo match or here, here's a tape of me introducing people. How do you, how do you get to expand your brand? Man, like, that's definitely a really good question. Like, this is where it's changed and was like how it used to be, how it is now. How it is, it's not more what you know, it's who you know. Does that make any sense? Yep. You have to have, you know, guys behind your back. Like, that's why... When Matt pointed out myself, Hayden, and Taiwan, I go to a promotion, they notice that the, the floor is being together. Because that's all we do. Like, as soon as I made my debut in SWA, I instantly said, I'm going to get Ty over here. They would be great here. I got Haven over at Boys with Tears. They put in our names up. It's, it's just time and respect. And, like, like, how to reach out is to email. Flash is, is, is the nail on the head, you know, pretty much. Um, 
you know, I got to uh, uh, test strength to do a uh, to listen to a social media seminar, um, and uh, I met Slick Wagner Brown. I shook his hand and I said, "Hey, if you ever need me, you know, I'll send you some stuff." And I sent him some stuff through Facebook Messenger. I didn't get a response for three weeks. I thought, you know, because oh whatever, I shot my shot. And then he said, "Hey, you know, we got a we got a vacancy on uh, one of our training day events. You want to fill in?" I said I would love to, and then did good there, and been working for him ever since. So, um, and um, going along the lines of who you know, uh, uh, my good friend, uh, or I should say our good friend, referee Bill Thompson, uh, was uh, doing the shut up and wrestle thing, and he told the promoter, hey, if you're looking for a ring announcer, I got a guy. And he showed uh, the, the booker my, my Facebook page, and he said, oh, yeah, I could use that. So, got in there, and... Um, and uh, you know, speaking of uh, XWA Thursday Night Throwdown, I popped up. Zach Gibbs actually was the one who brought me in there, and uh, he's another you know great up and comer who's been making a lot of strides. And you know, very happy to you know see him continue to evolve his character on Rum Springer. And um, and uh, so that's the thing. I walked into uh, the Thursday Night Throwdown locker room. And I knew like 90% of the roster. You know, so they knew they were in good hands. I knew I was in good hands. And uh, and that's how you do it, you know. It's it, you make connections, you earn respect, and if you and if you earn respect and you and you don't, you know, act like a big head and think you're bigger than you really are, um, you know, doors are gonna open for you. You know, you gotta some you gotta you know not a little harder than others, but you know, you just put in the work, yep. uh, you know, and like, don't be a dick for lack of a better term, and and you know, yeah. you know opportunities Very will true. come. Opportunities will come. Yep. You know? DJ, little Doug, you guys uh, think of a question to ask the champ? All right, I got one. Be before the, the two title matches you had recently, before before the ladder match, being that we that we're in this whole you know COVID era here, did you have a lot of matches or any matches before those, um, like within the COVID? Since COVID started? Oh, yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, we actually, BAPW ran an alley fight. We did three shows in one day. And this is the crowd limits. The show over at BAPW, actually, we were still running every Thursday night, so I definitely did. Well, trip pros, which means flash pros. <laughs> Double. Reps in every week. First thing in front of a crowd. I think that keeps the...
uh, fit, like uh, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, AEW, uh, WWE. Where do you see yourself? Uh, definitely like that one a lot. Um, so, out of all the promotions that are out there right now, currently I'm just going with the flow and seeing what happens, but I've been liking a lot what AEW has been doing. They've been bringing in a lot of Northeast guys to do, like, for example, AEW Dark Impact is also doing pretty good now. And it's always, it's always been translated in If I could pick any company, like right now, like thinking company, it would have to be New Japan. But like the goal that I'm seeing right now would have to be something around like Ring of Honor and Impact. Cool. No, you know, Flash is still a young guy. Got many many years. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, looking at looking ahead, I mean, you know, he's definitely, you know, every time we see him, he's in shape. So you know, barring anything, you know, because wrestling, you know, in wrestling, you do get injured, and some injuries are more serious than others, and you know, they're hard to to manage a lot of times, but. Um, well, I still got you on there, Flash. Let us know what uh, what's next for Flash Waller, whether it's defending the uh, Alley Fight title or defending the Blood, Sweat, and Tears Championship. Well, I was looking for oh. Oh. Uh, He was looking. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, the, he, and the thing is, he doesn't know that he's... That is, that Trim's feet has been cut off because he's on the phone. Wow, he totally got bounced out. All right, well, um... I mean, I, I knew, though, one of the unfortunate circumstances is due to the state of Connecticut going from Phase 3 to 2.1, um, PAPW has taken the responsible um, choice to cut back uh, on the shows and then delay some shows that they had scheduled. Um, you know, it's... You know, they're looking out for their fans and their talent to make sure they're staying safe in this time, um, in this re-outbreak of this pretty, you know, bad pandemic. Uh, you, you summed it up great, Nug. I mean, it's it, we're doing what we have to do. It, it, it sucks because a lot of us were looking forward to, you know, performing at those events. I definitely know I was, but, uh, you know, we, we got to – it's – it's absolutely the smart thing to do. It's absolutely the responsible thing to do. And as much as it sucks, you know, we just got to, we survived last time. So we'll be back better than ever as soon as we get the all clear. Yeah, I'm going to text Trib to see if he's going to be able to come back on. I'm not sure. So. So, I mean, are there any other promotions that are actively going forward right now with shows that you may be involved with, Matt, or has everybody in the area kind of pulled the reins back? Yeah, as far as, far as I know, uh, like Flash was saying, I think uh, uh, Thursday Night Throwdown at the SWA Event Center, uh, I think that'll still be, as of right now, that's, that's still going on. Obviously, it's touch and go. That could change in any minute. But uh, I got my fingers crossed because uh, that's the that's the last thing I have on the books for the immediate future. So you know, I'd really like to get 
I'd really like to get that in there, and I'd really like to be back too. They have a, they have a really great setup there. They have a lot of great talent. It was a lot of fun the first time I was there. Um, and you know, they, they, I will say they do have a great ring announcer up there, Bob Whitney. You know, but he he's so cool that you know he has you know a conflict or anything like that. And the ex the people at uh, at XWA, Mike Antonucci, uh, Jose, um, you know, they're you know, they're very cool too. You know, they, they like the work I did and they said, you know, whenever something's open, you know, we'd love to have you back. So and I would love to be back whenever there's an opening. So I, I really hope that holds up and I'm able to do it. Um, I know obviously because the more events I've worked, the more connected I've become with a lot of the guys. So I think there's still some events in uh, New Jersey area, New York that are, that are still uh, going on. Uh, not a heck of a lot, but, um, I think that there was one yesterday in uh, the New Jersey area that happened with some uh, with some talent that I'm familiar with. Uh, beyond that, I'm not so sure. Uh, I do know Whoops. just seemed like every time from the very first match that I saw him in um, was at the East Haven skating rink 
um, the right for the wrong. That's the first match I saw him wrestle to the very last match I saw him. He just improved every time I saw him. Um, you know, it was a little bit better each time. And, and that's why I think that, you know, his ceiling's, you know, as high as you could possibly go. Right. Um, I remember a match at the skating rink, as a matter of fact, which had to be one of the best matches, I believe, in Flash's career. And Flash, if I'm wrong, correct me, but... Um, it was Flash Waller, Richard Holiday, and when I saw that match the very first time, I was sitting in the stands, I was sitting next to this really, really attractive female, and I was talking to her saying hello to her, ten minutes later I find out it's Flash's mom, so I kind of had to, you know, cheer for Flash, but be like, okay, cool, and then I'm looking at him going, oh my god, Flash Waller's going to fight Richard Holiday. I'm actually sitting there, no disrespect to nobody. They're like, I'm going to get killed. And the next thing I know, it's like, I'm on the edge of my seat looking at this match going, wow, Flash is going to win this match. This is awesome. And then the comment that Richard Halliday made after the end of the match was something that I'm sure Flash will probably never forget. It was something I never forgot. But, um, you could, if you could take one match and say that's one of the matches I want to be in before my career is over. Up oh, just one second. Hold on for one second, Flash. What I was just going to say. Yeah, uh, hold on. Okay, I believe, uh... I believe our next guest has joined us. Um, hello, is this Duke the Dumpster Josie? Yes, it is. How, how are we doing, Duke? I'm doing all right, brother. I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Flash, are you still there? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, Duke, right now we have with us on the line our... Um, our independent wrestling champion here in Connecticut, his name is Dustin Flash Waller. Um, Flash on the phone with us right now with former WWF wrestler Duke the Dumpster Josie. And um, he's calling us for our 300th episode. Duke, it's once again, it's an honor to hear from you. Uh, how's everything going? Everything's going great. I just want to say congratulations on the 300th episode, man. Quite a milestone. You're doing that for taking me. Well, I'm just really glad. well, we're glad you could join us. Um, we got the whole crew here today. We have the whole top rope report crew. We have um, the best ring announcer in indie wrestling with us, Mr. Matthew Court. And like I said, we have we have our Alley Price champion and our Blood, Sweat, and Tears champion, Justin Flash Waller, on the line with us. And um, if you can uh, briefly just. Um, Give us a little um, lowdown of what it was like as an indie wrestler for you, because we have an indie champion on on the um, on the line with us right now. Well, I was interestingly enough, and, and I'm sure I know uh, I am. I'm sure Flash can relate to it. Uh, you know, I'm really kind of obviously, but a lot of. Traveling on your 
people to download our show. Two hundred sixty-two thousand listeners now. That's awesome. It's just people like Matt and Flash and Duke the Dumpster, Barry Horowitz, all those guys that, that just give us tremendous support and take time out to talk to us and talk about their careers and everything. I just want to thank you guys. And, you know, it's 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 a pleasure talking to all of you. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, thank you. No, everything's already been asked. All right, great. Flash, like I said to you before, man, Top Row Report is very proud of you. Keep up the good work. We can't wait to see you live again on TABW, and eventually we'll get a chance to get out to a BST show and uh, be the best indie wrestler out there, because if you're the, if you're the champ, you're the best in my, in my opinion. So keep up the good work. Congratulations. We're real proud of you, Flash. I appreciate that very much, man. Really much, honestly. Thank you. You're very welcome, Duke. Thank you for for joining us today. It was a pleasure talking to you, and uh, we're gonna get you on again pretty soon. Uh, you know, we got a list of wrestlers that we're gonna be bringing on eventually again, and Duke is gonna be one of those at the list. Well, I really appreciate it. I'm willing to come on anytime. And uh, once again, congratulations on the 300th episode. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you very much, Duke. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. All right. Go ahead. Okay. I have the Fiend appearing during the Undertaker uh, segment. Giving him the mandible claw. Okay. Why couldn't I write that in one box? Well, because I have... That's what I, that's what I just wrote down, but I was going to like do like a, a better explanation. Like, the Undertaker comes out, you know, does his little speech or whatever he's going to do. Um, at some point... Uh, the, the, uh, lights go out, then you hear that fiend laugh going on. It's either, see, I was, when I was trying to come up with this, I was either thinking of that laugh or that screeching sound. Right. Uh, you know, that, that buzzing, screeching, whatever the heck that is. So it's either one of those. The lights come back on. The fiend is staring face to face with the Undertaker and gives the Undertaker the mandible claw. Okay. All right. I can see that happening. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because I have that is my bonus surprise. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, I don't. I think if anybody believes that The Undertaker... I think the only people that believe that The Undertaker has truly wrestled his last match ever in the WWE, I think they're the only ones that don't think something is going to happen. 
I mean, if you truly believe that he is done and he is never going to wrestle again, um, then, yeah, I think you would believe that nothing will happen. You'll just have several, you know, stars come down to the ring or send little love messages or be on a little TV screen in the audience. Then, then you know, I think we all think something is going to happen, just a matter of, you know, what, not if. Well, folks, those are our picks. Um, so there's, there's not very many picks that Greg makes on the pay-per-view prediction shows that have me baffled. But maybe I wasn't understanding it properly. Maybe I wasn't understanding it correctly. And I'm not saying this to be stupid or that I'm an idiot or something. Just trying to have explained a little bit better. You originally said that Otis was going to be the sole survivor on the SmackDown team. Yes. Correct? Yes. That to happen, um, the match would be over. He'll be the sole survivor. Where does Big E come in? In my un... No, Mike, I can't just make up a match. I'm saying you made right. it up. I'm so, just... no, no, no. I know. Just just follow me here. I okay. am saying in my unadvertised surprise, I don't think Otis is going to be in a match at all. Oh, my okay. unadvertised surprise is Big E replaces Otis. Okay. So, right. at the very it. least, if I get that right, I get 25 points. So, okay, I, I, I lose that. 10 points for not having... Otis as a sole survivor, so I'm actually okay. gaining 15 points if where what my unadvertised surprise comes true comes true. All right. Oh, okay. Thank you. I now I get it. All right. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not changing yeah, no. my five on five to saying that it's not going to be Otis. It's going to be Big E. That's my once again unadvertised surprise. Okay. And just to go over everything, for whoever we have as the winner of the Battle Royal, if they are in the match but don't win, you get 25 points. Right. If they are, if they are in the match and they win, you not only get the 25 for them being in it, you also get an additional 50 for them winning it. Right. So maybe okay, maybe so. maybe an easier way to to explain it would have been just pick somebody to be in the battle royal and you get twenty five points. If they win, you get yeah. a bonus fifty points. Maybe that would have been an easier way to explain it because trivia still has smoke coming out his ears as he's explaining it. No, I got it, and nobody picked our truth. Jeez, I'll tell you. Let me ask this real quick then. And I asked before and I think pretty sure I still have it. So that's seventy five points you can really get if, if your guy wins. Yes. The other guy that the other guy we're choosing, like I said, even if he's not the guy who gets eliminated last but he's in it, do we we also can get that twenty five? Yes. As long as that guy's in it, so we yes. can technically get a hundred points for this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because yep. I have Biggie. I have Big E and Hardy being the last one eliminated, so if Big E is in it, that's 25. 
wins it, that's another 50, which is 75. And if Jeff Hardy's my pick and he's the last one eliminated, that's another 25. Or just being in the Battle Royal. Right. And if he is the last being eliminated, you get another 50, which means you can, if you're totally right in this, you'd get 150 points. Oh, there you go. I'll tell you, man, Greg, he comes up with some amazing bonus picks. And well, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty far ahead, so I'm trying to let you guys have an easy way to catch up. Yeah, what, what, were those, what were those scores again? Oh, all right, hold on. Got to go back to that page. You said you have 1,300. I have 1,335. Yeah. DJ has 1,200. 1,200. The Little Nug has 1,175. Okay. And you have 1,140. All right, I go ahead and Little Nug today. Sorry, Joe, but I'm going ahead of you. We'll see. Maybe, my, maybe, maybe all three of my unaver, or my, or my, well, maybe both of my uh, ever, you know, surprise picks. Hold on, American. Yeah, so I'm just, uh, even though we're probably going to be the only ones to hear this, the only ones to see this, I just want to. No, there's going to be plenty to hear. It, it's on Anchor. Which also sends you Spotify, Breaker, you know, Google okay. Podcasts, and then so it's then on TalkShoe, which you can share from TalkShoe to other various websites, and it'll, bo- it'll be posted on Facebook through both of us. So it's not just the four of us. All right, so I just want to let everybody know that there's a new podcast coming. It's called Talking Sports. With the Nugster. Oh, shit. Huh? I, I canceled that. Oh, really? No. I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, so, you definitely want to tune into that, because if there's anybody that knows his sports, it's the Nugster. So, tune in Tuesday afternoons, talking sports with the Nugster. Greg, I believe that's going to be on Spotify? Yes. Talk to you. Um, right. We'll be the... the, the podcast host um i'll also be recording through anchor so it'll go out on the spotify all right great yeah so check it out talking sports with the nugster tuesday afternoon don't you dare miss it it's gonna be an awesome show well thank you for the okay, plug guys, Jed. Um, what are you what are you gonna take out of uh tonight's paper i mean if you guys could give it with just the matches they have now without even seeing the card right now what what do you think it deserves for a grade what do you mean without seeing the card, but knowing the matches? Without watching, like, without watching the matches, just right now, what would you say? With oh. Just the matches they have now. You want everybody talk at once. Uh, I would probably give it like a B plus to an A. Okay. Yeah, I Mostly. think expectation. I think expectation wise, if it's not a an A minus, um, it'll be disappointing. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it, it. I feel like since they're all great names and big matches, they're all one-off matches, so they have no meaning really. There's no titles being changed, so there's really no meaning to this. But the names that they are, and they will be some good matches. 
So it, yeah. I feel like it has to be, uh, it has to be up there, A, B plus, A, somewhere around there. If not, it's just a waste of a top, you know, one of the top four pay-per-views. Yeah. Well, I would have to say, if I had to give this grade right now with the matches we have, if I would give, if I would go on one to ten scale, I would probably give this a nine point seven five. Uh, I, I really think I really think this is going to between a 950 and a 975 I really think this is going to be a really really good pay-per-view a, a tremendous action um, the 5 on 5s I think you're going to see at least probably maybe what right, 25 minutes 20-25 minutes for each one maybe 30 at the most for what Oh, I think easily. Yeah, I, I think I think I think honestly, I think between the two five on five matches, um, if you want to include entrances and and you know exits, I if it doesn't take an hour and a half for those two matches, I I I, I don't know. I could see the men's match itself just in ring action going forty minutes. Ah, tribute that great Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, you freeze, and it's, that's why I just said your great Wi-Fi. Yeah, um, that, that was going to be my unadvertised surprise that the Undertaker makes it to the ring in less than fifteen minutes. Um, well, that was, I joked with Triv. Um, I, I was actually before I thought before I thought of the battle royal um, bonus. I actually was gonna do an an Undertaker bonus um, where we had to do prices right rules, predict how long from the moment he's introduced to the moment he's actually in the ring and the lights are up, how much time you thought it was gonna be. So if you said three minutes and forty two seconds, but as three minutes and forty seconds, you were wrong because you went over. <laughs> Um, question, can I, can I, okay, I I won't ask my question. Go ahead, Tripp. No, go ahead. I want to. I wasn't going to say anything, I was just going to ask, I was going to ask. I think what we need to do, I think what we need to do from now on is we need to have little signs so we can put the (laughs) sign up when we're going to talk. (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to change my winner of the Battle Royal. If that's okay. okay. All, in favor, raise, all in favor of letting Greg change his, his Battle Royal winner, raise your hand. That's good. All right. Go right ahead. Daniel Bryan. So no, it's not Waterstone. Nope. Daniel Bryan. Okay. And sticking okay. with Morrison. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave Morrison just because I can't think of anybody off of Raw other than you know the Miz or Morrison. But I don't. I don't think the. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave Morrison. Okay. I, yeah. I have a question for the little Nugster. Since he made that pick, I'm trying to figure out why he picked him. Why would you pick Elias as the winner? <laughs> I have no idea. That was literally that was literally the first name that popped in my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. And the only, I mean, the I'm even second guessing my my changing to Daniel Bryan. Um, I I I I don't know. There there's nothing on the line for the winner of this battle royal. It's not like, okay, the winner gets a guaranteed shot at a title of their brand's main champion. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's nothing on the line. And it's on the pre-show. So, I mean, are they going to, uh, and even now I'm going to sound foolish by saying this, but are they going to blame big headline name talents like Big E and or Daniel Bryan to win a battle royal? That's on the pre-show. With nothing on the it, line. It's not on the main card. It's just right. So maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't have changed it. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I think one of the one of the things they should have said was, you know, the winner gets a a guest spot on the top rope report. But I mean, you know, but other than that, um, I I can see what you're saying, Greg. I mean, it's on the pre-show. There's really nothing in it for the winner. Right. I would so, say it'd be interesting and the winner picks their number in the Royal Rumble. Something. Yeah, do something or, you know, have a match with little Jimmy or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, anyway. All righty, guys. Well, that uh, comes up to the end of our prediction show. I mean... Already? I think, well, no, the, well, the, I mean, of the predict, of the, of the picks, rather, of the prediction. Oh. Um, yeah, so this, yeah, this Undertaker tribute, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to this. This is going to be one of the things that I'm looking forward to on the pay-per-view. But what is because, the, I mean, what is the one thing you're looking forward to most? Uh, I mean, is it the Undertaker or is there a match that you're looking forward to the most? Yeah, I'm looking forward to Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns match because I had even gone on the show saying I think Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre would be a much better match than Roman Reigns and Randy Orton. Not taking anything away from Randy Orton. Randy Orton's a great wrestler, bona fide Hall of Famer, um, 14-time champion. I just think that Drew McIntyre has a little bit more of an edge than Randy Orton does when it comes to fighting Roman Reigns. I just think it'll be a better match, and with it being the main event, it's gonna pro it's gonna probably close out the show. So, um, I'm I'm actually most forward looking to um, Oscar and Sasha. Um, I, I really am. I think that has the potential. Uh, of going down and and being um, a match of the year contender. Uh, I mean, I know Bailey and and Sasha had put on some incredible matches, um, but I just I you know not that I know 
what we're going to get out of Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. But we're going to get just a knockdown, drag him out fight between Reigns and McIntyre. What we could see between Asuka and Sasha is right. endless. You know, there, there's no ceiling. It, it could be skies, skies the limit, and that's why I'm most forward looking to that match. Yep. What about you, DJ? Um, I'm definitely, I don't know, probably the Roman match. I, I just went back and watched the last match at, at WrestleMania 35, and the the roles were switched where Roman was the babyface and yep. Drew was the heel. So. And they beat the crap out of each other, and Roman got the pin. So it, that's why it was so hard for me to, to say Roman by pin again, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, it's going to be awesome. And the fact that the they're switched, is gonna, I think, will make it a little better, too. What about you, Lug? Uh I actually have, well, I have two matches, one of them obviously being the Drew and Roman Reigns match, and the other one is uh, the New Day and Street Profits. I re- I'm, I'm like really into those two two uh, tag teams. Yeah, I've really gotten I've really gotten to like watching the Street Profits because they're they're like a actual really good tag team. Yeah, and uh, man, my other thing I'm looking forward to is Peyton Royce's book, but. but uh, but other than that, uh, so, yeah, so, Leo, like I said, you know, for you people out there that are listening, Talking Sports Podcast coming out with the Nugster Tuesday afternoons on Spotify. Definitely check it out. You will not be disappointed. It's going to be a great show. And uh, we want to wish Greg luck with that. Well, thank you. And so, guys, any closing, any closing statements? Love my words for the third time. I'm either gonna do really good or really bad because I think I'm. I have. I'm the only one to pick a few of them where all of you guys pick the same pick. Yep. Yeah, and and once again, what what this entire pay per view is gonna come down to, realistically, is if any of us nail the eliminations and survivors in the five on five matches. You know, in right. a pay-per-view like this. And, and then, of course, if, you know, somebody gets, you know, the winner and the last eliminated in the Battle Royal, game over. They're going to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> no doubt about that. So, all right, guys. So I just want to wish everybody luck and enjoy the pay-per-view tonight. So, on behalf of the little Nugster, DJ, my co-host, uh, the Nugster Greg, this is Mr. Trivia signing off saying thank you for tuning in and enjoy tonight's Survivor Series pay-per-view. Good luck, everyone. Good luck. Oh!